to Patients at Risk, a discussion of the dangers that patients face when physicians are replaced with non-physician practitioners. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Bernard, and tonight I am joined by two very special guests, patient Nancy Murphy and her neurologist, Dr. Drupad Joshi. Today we're going to talk about some of the differences in training and education between chiropractors and physicians, specifically neurologists. Nancy Murphy is here to tell us a little bit about her story, and her neurologist will help us to understand some things about her condition and some of the differences between chiropractors and neurologists. Both of you, I want to welcome you so much to the program. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Nancy, I understand that you've been struggling with a medical condition called neuropathy. Can you tell us what you've been going through? Probably two and a half years, I've been going through numbness in my toes, more like they feel like they're frostbitten. I didn't look into anything about it for about a year and a half, and I found a place on the TV, so I went to them for service, and they did a consultation, and then I went back for the result, and the results came back that if I didn't take care of this matter at the time, I would be putting myself in jeopardy of losing my feet. So their process was, now they didn't tell me how many visits, they didn't explain anything specifically, and I ended up paying them $8,000 for what turned out to be 10 treatments of electrical, those patches that you put on and they give you electrical treatment, and then a boot that you put on that had lights in it. And I did that for actually 20 weeks because when the bottom line came to try to go back, they told me I didn't have any more visits and that they had actually given me 10 extra visits and I had zero results from program. But after first continuing with the program, they had a chalkboard with products from health food stores that this is how you had to eat, which was never mentioned in my consultation with them. Pretty much needed to live on the paleo Mediterranean diet, and they gave me a cookbook. So at the very end, when I still had no results from them, they said, well, if you don't, you need to live on the cookbook. And that was their final solution with me. So no, I got no results for my $8,000. Wow. So you, it sounds like you were really suffering and you were looking for help. And so you saw this TV commercial for a clinic and it was a chiropractic clinic, right? No, they didn't say chiropractic. There is no, nothing on their folder with all the information that, you know, I quickly sign so they could quickly get me started, which was, it was such a quick process of them pushing me. I, I, I it didn't feel comfortable at that point anyway. So basically to get me started, because I don't have that kind of money, they said, oh, well, we can get you $1,950. We'll start the program. So they got me loaned through a care insurance and then... I brought the results and the brochure home to my boyfriend, and he said, well, if that's what you need to do to get your feet better, 
then that's what we have to do. So I paid them the $8,000 and never really talked to, never saw the man in there again that I did my consultation with. And I only saw the man in there again that helped me sign up for the money. He actually had his secretary or one of the front end girls come in and do it. He didn't even know how to do it. And and I just, you know, sign, sign, check on the dotted line because you're just in so much distraught pain, whatever you can possibly do to get yourself back to your real personality because it's drawn my, it's just drawn all the air out of my wings, you know? And then I had a guy that took care of me on a, and they called him doctor, but nothing in their paperwork nor their business card says for any doctor in that office whatsoever. Wow. They took a lot of your money and you really didn't get results like you thought you would. And then after all was said and done, it sounds like they made it sound like it was your fault that you didn't follow some kind of special diet. I'd like to have Dr. Joshi weigh in. He's a neurologist. And Dr. Joshi, tell us a little bit about your practice and tell us a little bit about neuropathy, if you could. Yes. So I'm actually an academic neurologist and I see a lot of neuropathy patients. Quite a few patients recently that I have seen have went to this kind of centers where uh, they got this uh, non-FDA approved treatments. And uh, basically it's a non-medication treatments and they advertise in a way that medication has a side effects and you don't want to take them. Medication not going to make you better versus this treatment will eventually reverse your neuropathy and make you better. If you don't do it, you're going to lose your feet and you will lose your balance and you will be end up in a wheelchair so that's the way they try to convince people who are already in a lot of pain and suffering to get to sign up for this non-approved treatments and when i say non-approved because there's a reason for it because these treatments are not approved for because it's not effective a lot of time it has a great placebo effect when the patient get the treatment they temporarily will feel better maybe for hours, for a few hours, or maybe for a day. But after that, once they stop, they will return back to how they were before, or maybe even worse. And uh, these centers are not run by uh, neurologists or any physicians, actually. These are run by, most of them are run by chiropractor. And chiropractor, it's a doctorate degree. They just introduce themselves as a doctor, whatever the last name is. And if you ask them more questions about their degree and their experience with neuropathy, they just avoid those kind of questions. I have experience with this kind of centers. They literally spend less than five minutes. And then uh, then you would be dealing with another person who are mostly like a salesman and they wanted to sell you their treatments and products. So yes, this is big money-making scams and centers. There are popping up everywhere, even in the small community or small uh, uh, suburbs or rural areas as well. And these are not run by real doctors. So I actually try to educate patients whenever I can to avoid this kind of places because these treatments don't work. This neuropathy is a degenerative process and there is no real cure for it. It's If anything, it's you, you can only manage the pain. 
Well, it sounds like it's very uncomfortable and disturbing to have these symptoms. Like Nancy was mentioning, it sounds like patients really are desperate to seek some kind of treatment or get some relief. And these organizations are taking advantage of patients' symptoms and offering them something that really isn't going to actually help them. How can this even be allowed? Is Do you know anything about the legalities of advertising these kind of services? I guess most of these services are cash-based, so they don't have to run through the insurance. And if there is some patient who is willing to pay cash for some treatment, even though it's not approved, there's no no laws that are stopping them from giving them the treatment as long as patient understood the risk and benefits. But I don't think they are even talking about the risk, benefit, and alternatives that we do in our clinic for any procedures. Their only discussion that I know of is all about benefits, and that's it. They don't even mention that, what if this doesn't work? What's the cause of it? Like when I went to one of the center, I said, I have neuropathy, and then they gave me the treatment. Like, what? okay, they offered me the treatment. Wait, Uh, wait, so you actually went into one of these centers to kind of find out what it was all about? Right. So in the past, yes. So I went to one of the centers just to get a consultation to see what they offer. They don't really dig deeper into whether I even have a neuropathy or not. They just took my words for it. And there's no workup to confirm what kind of neuropathy I have, or even if I even even have a neuropathy or not, what are the possible causes? And what are some of the possible causes of neuropathy as a neurologist? Um, a lot of, lot of the time, it's a chronic condition. So if you have a, a chronic diabetes, uncontrolled or borderline diabetes, you can get that. If you have poor blood supply to the, to the extremities, you can get that. Or some vitamin deficiencies can cause that too. Heavy metals in the body, if you're eating a lot of fish and having a, some increased level of some metals can cause that. And a lot of the times, there are some genetic factors as well. If there is a family members who have similar condition, you might get that as well. And also a lot of autoimmune disease can cause uh, neuropathies too. So there are multiple reasons. A lot of times you may not find any obvious reason for uh, why someone has a neuropathy. And I have seen that especially in young people when they don't have any underlying medical condition, but they still have some symptoms of neuropathy. But they could have something underlying. So typically, if a patient comes to you with neuropathy symptoms, you would do a medical workup to check for all of those things, right? Because maybe there's something reversible that you could actually Right, fix. yeah. So there is a standard neuropathy labs I do. And also there's some more detailed labs based on their age, other risk factors and other comorbidities. So there's some initial workup that we have to do uh, to find a reason for it. And then also at the same time, we have to find some reasonable treatment for it that that is effective and FDA approved, and it's known that it's going to be effective for those conditions. So yes, we do, we just don't throw treatments on the patient. There will be some workup involved in the beginning. Because there are actually treatments that can help patients with neuropathy. Nancy, did you actually see a medical doctor before you went to this treatment center, or was this your first time getting treatment for neuropathy? This was my first time getting treatment for neuropathy, and they only took cash. Oh, that's probably a red flag, I guess, for people listening that might be a concern. I didn't know that at the time. I had spoke to my MD for a long, long time saying, you know, my toes hurt, my toes hurt. And, you know, I believe in my MD till the day I die because he saved me from cancer. I 
if I had not gone to him as a new patient and had all the tests and colonoscopies and all that done, I would have never known that I had colon cancer. Wow. And I would have been dead in six months. And so I, you know, I kept mentioning it to him, but I have a lot of stress problems. So he just is always trying to keep all that under control for me. And so I have a, a insurance program that I can I I can't pick my own doctor. So I was thinking that I would have to get a referral from him and I didn't. So that's why when I went here cuz I found out after I went there and talked to other people everything was cash pay. Nancy, did you make any complaints about the care that you got or the loss of your money for this service that really didn't help you? In that process at this moment, Dr. Josh is helping me with that. Just real quick, something that happened, and that's how I got to the bottom line of my treatment. I fell at a mall in some water. So when I come home, my toes were really bothering me, like really bothering me. I lost my balance. So your your body doesn't want to go where your feet want to go from neuropathy. I was having that problem for probably a year and a half, two years, not knowing what it was. So I trying to get a hold of the neuropathy office so I could come in for some treatment because I hadn't had those cells since I started the treatment. That was one thing I hadn't had. But I still had the pain in my feet every single day. Never did it ever go away. Matter of fact, after the light boot treatment, it would get worse. So when I called there, she informed me that a doctor, which ended up being a chiropractor, was with the patient and she would have him call me. And it was local to where I was, so I thought I could just run over there and get some treatment. And then I got no call back, so while I was still there, I called also again. And he came to the phone and he said, if you don't stop calling me, I will not find time to take care of my patients so I can call you when I get off of work at 5 o'clock. And I said, oh, okay, will you do that then? I have not heard from that place since. I have called management twice. They never returned my calls. I have not heard one word from them. Well, the girl said that you, you had 10 treatments and he gave you 10 treatments for free. Well, why did I pay $8,000 for a cookbook and 10 treatments and you're willing to give me 10 more treatments for free? That's so upsetting. So after all of this happened, is that when you found Dr. Joshi as your neurologist? Yes. And has he been able to help you or make any progress with your neuropathy? Be honest. I have to say it's never been better. Oh, that's such great news. <laughs> I called him the other day because I'm so happy. Out of six days, one day, I had some partial pain in my feet. Wow. And I bet Dr. Joshi did not charge you $8,000 for that. <laughs> we won't ask how much, but it sounds like my guess is he's on your insurance plan or it's a reasonable fee. No, I paid out of pocket and it was very, very, very cheap. <laughs> I was surprised because I thought, okay, then if I have to keep going to see him and I need to find out how much more each appointment is going to be. And he explained to me if I wanted to be on 
like a management program is that what you called it it's a it's a okay. membership i have a direct care membership option ah this just got even more interesting for me because i'm sure you know dr joshi but i have a direct primary care practice uh, or i don't know if you knew that so you're doing a membership practice as a neurologist yes i have a hybrid practice so i do take some insurance and the rest i do offer membership options and um, yeah so it's a combination of both so my guess is that patients like in my practice many of my patients come to me because they don't have insurance or they have a high deductible plan or because they're looking to use it more as a, a doctor that spends a little bit more time with you is that what you're seeing in your practice yes so for me like i'm in in an area where it's not a very affluent area so most of my patient who are a member uh, they are uninsured so rather than going to a big hospital clinic which will be too expensive for them. Uh, they just pay me a monthly membership. And with that, it, it includes unlimited amount of uh, consultations or follow up with me. I'm getting excited when I hear this because we have such a shortage of neurologists in my area. And I have so many patients without insurance that I would love to find a neurologist offering this kind of model in my area. So I hope we can put up your information on our podcast notes so that uh, other people can find you and maybe other neurologists and specialists can get inspired to open a similar type of practice where they are. Now, Nancy, how did you find Dr. Joshi? I got on the internet and I just looked for someone that local to my area and and then asked about their treatment and also how much it, a visit would be. I have insurance. I have free county state insurance. I'm 101% covered on everything you can think of, but it has to be within my HMO. Right. And it wasn't. So I was still under having to pay out of my my pocket. But, you know, like you say, I paid the $8,000, which I have never in 31 years brought one penny from my boyfriend. But that's how much pain you are in. And it affects my driving. Also, I have a brand new car and I just did $5,000 with the damage with it because I cannot focus on the road and try to do something else at the same time or certain things with cars and stuff. It affects your, your mental state a lot. I just like had no choice, you know, I have to do something or I'm just gonna commit suicide or just cut my feet off. Right. Well, it's so good that you saw his advertisement and then you took another chance because you had a negative experience with the last advertisement you followed, but it turned out to be excellent because this time, instead of going to a clinic, oh, I was just going to say, Dr. Chelsea actually looked into the, the place for me and then told me that there was not a doctor there. Right. So then I knew. You oh, didn't even know like, at the time. Yeah. And I was, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, I will try a real neurologist. So it sounds like you would probably advise other patients that have neuropathy that they should look for a physician and specifically a neurologist to help them out. Yes, most definitely. And yet this is a huge advertisement on our TV and it says neurology, neuropathy clinic, you know, well, doesn't call it clinic. It's a center. Yeah, these locations, the websites they have and the actual location, they do everything in their power to not let the patient know that they are not real physicians. On their website, they, they don't have any information about the doctors. 
they have generic pictures of people in their white coat on their website and the reviews they uh, in the waiting room and the exam room and everywhere they have tvs playing constant reviews a testimonial video testimonial of the people which we don't know if they're real or not but that's what they do so and they i don't know if they intentionally make you wait half an hour one hour before they come up with the treatment plan because the treatment plan plan was basically unit five five session or 10 session and that's it and so there's no way for them to need half an hour to come up with that treatment plan but when i figure that that the video length that they're playing is about half an hour so they don't want they do want you to finish up that whole video before they come up and tell you the same thing it sounds like everybody gets pretty much the same treatment. You get this boot with the laser or some kind of light. Is there any evidence that any of that works at all? If there is, it's very small studies and they, it's not validated yet. So, and most of the studies, it does have a significant placebo effect. If you have neuropathies acting up in your legs and if you do some kind of electric stimulation, the nerves will calm down for momentarily, but that doesn't mean that you're getting better. It's just momentarily that electric shock therapy hyperpolarizes the nerve and it's not going to depolarize again. So the, I think that's my theory. So it has a placebo effect and it doesn't really cure anything. It just momentarily makes you feel better. And then maybe the next day you will get the same problem. Dr. Joshi, what would you say to patients that are listening that might be having neuro- neuropathies or other types of nerve pain or problems? What should they know? Uh, the biggest thing is they have to have a proper workup for why they have neuropathy. And at the end, about 50% of the people will end up having idiopathic neuropathy, meaning we don't know why it's happened, but there is a reason for it. It's just that we have not able to figure it out yet. And at that point, people should focus on the treatment and treatment should be approved and covered by the insurance. If it's not approved and not covered by the insurance, that means that treatment is experimental treatment and it may or may not work at all. Most likely it may not work and it will have a significant placebo effect. So I would stay away from from any treatment that costs you arms and legs. And if you're not comfortable, if someone tell you that this is treatment is gonna be in thousands or hundreds of dollars, I would get a second opinion before even you act on that particular treatment. And second opinion, make sure that you see a neurologist specialized in neuropathy. And that's where you will get the most up-to-date information. And also you might be able to enroll in some neuropathy trials that are going on across the country. So you will get those new treatments that are in the research for free. It's so great to hear that and to hear a lot of times people worry that, you know, physicians don't listen or that they're going to be very expensive. But here you're hearing a story from an amazing neurologist, a physician who offers affordable prices to patients and is able to help improve their quality of life by applying the principles of medical practice that he's learned through many years of school and training. And so he has well, he's just like the perfect example of the heart and training of a physician. And so I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Nancy, I want to thank you very, very much for telling your story, because I know it's not easy to talk about 
what you went through and also to kind of feel taken advantage of in that way. And I hope your story will help other people to be a little bit wary and not be taken advantage of and to make sure that they ask for a physician and know who's taking care of them. To learn more about this topic, I encourage all of our listeners to get the book, Patients at Risk, The Rise of the Nurse Practitioner and Physician Assistant in Healthcare. Uh, We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to our YouTube channel, Patients at Risk. And if you're a physician and you'd like to learn more about this topic, please join us physiciansforpatientprotection.org. Thanks so much. And we'll see you on the next podcast. 